although I'm not here with any of you in person, it's so wonderful to be here and to know uh, that our church community is still gathering. Today, as we continue our series on the life of David, we will look at David the shepherd. I will confess that I've been struggling with how to understand and learn from the life of David. I've always heard him held up as such an ideal person, a man after God's own heart, after all. And so often, his flaws minimized and his mistakes brushed over. Sometimes I find it difficult when I look closely at David's life and wonder how someone who is supposedly after God's own heart could also cause so much harm to others. And so this series, Messy, Flawed, and Faithful, I really appreciate the title. Because while I understand that no one is perfect and that we fail at times, it can be hard to view David's legacy as just one of being faithful. There are also times where he was flawed, and yet still, as I prepared for this sermon, I found God in the story. And perhaps that's the most important part. The story isn't about David, it's about God. And so I hope that some of the lessons I found I can share with you today, and perhaps that we can find together that even in the messy and flawed lives, God is still present. Despite the fairly well-known knowledge that David was a shepherd, as I looked through scripture, we only have a few instances where any, that actually describe any of David's experiences as a shepherd. The first that I found comes in 1 Samuel 16, uh, which Pastor Carl preached on a few weeks ago, where Samuel anoints David. And here we learn that David has the task of caring for sheep. He is a shepherd. As Samuel is sent to choose a son of Jesse, Samuel invites Jesse and his sons to a sacrifice. However, as Samuel waits for the Lord to indicate his new choice for king, each son of Jesse who is present is rejected by God. Finally, we learn that Jesse does in fact have one more son who was not brought to the sacrifice. David, the youngest, is out tending the sheep. And it is this young shepherd that God tells Samuel to anoint. It would seem an unexpected and overlooked choice is the one that God makes, for even his own father didn't think to invite him. The next time we hear about David's life as a shepherd is in 1 Samuel 17. Here we learn that David is still tending his father's sheep and also intermittently visiting his brothers who are with Saul and his army fighting the Philistines. On this particular visit to his brothers, David overhears the Philistine giant Goliath call out his challenge to the Israelite army. David sees the fear of the Israelites and after questioning everyone, declares to Saul that he will go and fight Goliath. When Saul questions David's ability to do this, David's response comes from his experience as a shepherd. We learn that David must be a committed and devoted shepherd, caring deeply for the safety and well-being of his sheep. David was willing to take on bears and lions to protect the sheep in his care. He was courageous enough to use his bare hands and a shepherd's staff to kill the predators that would threaten the life of his father's sheep whom he was caring for. David cites this courage that he has gained as a shepherd as the reason he will be able to take on Goliath. And as the story continues, we learn that David is successful. His experience as a shepherd gave him not only courage and confidence, but also trust in God to be with him in that moment. We gain further knowledge about David as a shepherd from the Psalms, which he wrote. Perhaps most well-known, we have Psalm 23. 
in which David's experiences as a shepherd teach him something about the way God cares for us. In this psalm, God is the shepherd, and David understands himself, and by extension us, as the sheep who require care. David knows how he cared for his sheep, and so can imagine the even greater care that God has for him and for all of us. As I considered these passages of scripture, there were three things that stood out to me that I hope we can learn together from the life of David the shepherd. First, we can be assured that God knows our hearts. Second, we can trust God to be with us always, and we can know that the Lord is our shepherd. So the first one, we can be assured that God knows our hearts. In 1 Samuel 16, we see that David was overlooked by his family, left in the pastures. But he wasn't overlooked by God. God was looking at hearts in order to find the next king, and God saw David and David's heart, and that was who he chose. The young shepherd boy, forgotten by others, but still seen and known deeply by God. We also see in some stories about David that there are other people um, who speak to David about his heart. In 1 Samuel 17, where I talked about David going to meet his brothers, as he's speaking to, to his brothers and the other people in the camp, the soldiers, and he's wondering about Goliath, and his oldest brother Eliab heard him speaking with the men. He burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. His brother Eliab doesn't have a very high view of David's heart. He thinks his heart is wicked and feels no problem in telling David this. And yet we just heard in the previous chapter about how God looked at the hearts of all of Jesse's sons, and it was David's heart who he chose. David could have been discouraged by his brother's accusation, but David seems to have known that God was with him and trusted that God knew his heart and acted upon that. He still went to Saul, said that he could take on Goliath, and his reasoning for doing so is that he knew God was with him. God had been with him as he cared for the sheep left to him, and God would also be with him in that moment. But we also know that David's heart sometimes strayed from God. So as much as David was a man after God's own heart, there were times that David's heart was not with God's. And there are times that God used people to confront David about that. We have that from the prophet Nathan who confronted David after he assaulted Bathsheba and killed her husband. And when Nathan accuses David of his heart being, um, of doing evil in the sight of God and of not following God's word, this time the accusation is true. God saw that David had despised God's word and done evil in God's eyes, and he confronted David about it. We can assume that there was a time there when David wasn't seeking God's heart because he hadn't felt convicted about the sin he had committed. It took someone confronting him, first through a story attempted, meant to get David's attention, 
and then more bluntly as Nathan spelt out to David what he had done. Just like David, God knows our hearts, good and bad. And sometimes, like David, we might be tempted to assume that we haven't done anything wrong, that we are, after all, someone after God's own heart. But if we truly seek God, then we will know if we have anything to repent for. When David's brother Eliab accused him of having a wicked heart, David didn't have anything to repent for. He acted faithfully and followed God's leading and was able to offer something to Israel by um, defeating Goliath with God's help. Although it can seem intimidating, perhaps, that God always knows our hearts, good and bad, we can still find comfort in that. For when we do stray, God confronts us in order to bring us back to God, in order that we may once again have hearts that followed God. When Nathan the prophet confronted David, and when he realized the sin that he had committed, he repented. He searched his heart and let God search his heart finally, and once again sought to follow after God. So we can know that God sees us and knows our hearts. And if we are truly seeking God, then we will know our hearts as well, and we will know what is required for us to act faithfully. We can also trust God to be with us always. David knew that God was with him, and so that's why he was willing to confront Goliath. And when Saul questioned his ability, he cited his experience as a shepherd. And I'll just read that passage for us here. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. I've always thought of this story of David and Goliath as David defeating Goliath. And yet, when I read those words from David... He says, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. I looked at a few different translations, and all of them seemed to either say, rescue me, deliver me, save me, keep me safe from. David doesn't suggest he's going out to defeat Goliath. He's not thinking about his own strength in this moment. He's thinking that God is with him. In his experience as a shepherd, he felt God with him as he cared for his sheep. And something about that experience and about being in this camp and hearing the challenge from Goliath leads David to feel that God is with him in this moment too. And that just as God rescued him as he rescued 
his sheep, that God would rescue him in this situation as well. Perhaps David wasn't quite sure of the exact outcome of this fight, but he had faith in God and decided to step out in that faith and trust that God would be with him, be present in that moment with him, and that the result would be God's result, whatever that rescuing might look like. And in the end, it wasn't about David defeating Goliath, but God rescuing David and God giving the victory to David rather than by David's own strength. By knowing that God is with us always, even in the challenges of life, we can trust that God is active and working in our lives. Perhaps sometimes we might assume what the outcome should be, just as we might often think of David defeating Goliath, when really it was God that rescued David from Goliath. And the result looked like a victory for David, but really it was a victory for God. The strength and courage that we receive from God provides us the ability to trust in God and that the outcome is in God's hands. We can know that God will be with us, that God will rescue and deliver us, whatever that may look like. And David's life also helps us learn that the Lord is our shepherd who cares so deeply for us. Is this experience as a shepherd that led David to write Psalm 23? And I'd like to read that for us here. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Despite this familiarity with the metaphor of shepherd for God, most of my life I didn't really have anything concrete to understand it by. I'm not sure about you, but um, I hadn't really met a lot of shepherds in my life who cared for sheep. However, a couple years ago, uh, my aunt and uncle and young cousins started raising sheep. And so I've got to hear stories about my young cousins caring for their sheep. A while ago, my youngest cousin at a family gathering started to get very anxious. It had started raining, there was some thunder, and her thoughts immediately went to her young little lamb named Snowy. She was worried that Snowy might be scared of the thunder. And she desperately wanted to get home to look after this little lamb who might be scared. How much more does God care for us? So much so to send Jesus, who we get to know as the Good Shepherd. And Jesus tells us a little bit about what this Good Shepherd looks like in John chapter 10. And I'm just going to read a little bit of that for us here. Where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Jesus describes the good shepherd as one who had laid down his life for his sheep. One who knows his sheep and is known by them. The good shepherd gathers all his sheep together. And in other passages, um, in Luke, we learn that Jesus also seeks out the lost sheep and desires to bring them back. Seeking the lost, willing to sacrifice his life for us, this is what the good shepherd does. And all this that we might have life abundant in God. David's life teaches us the importance of keeping our hearts following God and reminds us that God always knows our hearts and will guide us to act faithfully if we listen to what God is saying. When David listened to God, he decided to confront Goliath, and God was with him. When Nathan confronted David about his heart, he turned towards God and acted faithfully by repenting. And when our hearts are after God's, we will also find the courage and strength to face those challenges that come before us. Sometimes, perhaps that strength looks a bit like David and slaying giants. And perhaps sometimes it is a quieter strength. One that allows us to make our way through loss, grief, and the everyday challenges of life. But no matter what we face or what our version of victory looks like, we can trust that God will be with us providing for us what it is we need. And ultimately, we can know that God cares for us like a shepherd caring for their sheep, and that God's love is far beyond what we could possibly imagine. God cares for our needs, for our safety, our protection, our well-being, and most of all, for our ability to experience life abundant in Christ. God's care for us is constant and perfect. And for every messy and flawed human example that we have of that, such as David's life, we also have Jesus, who shows us the perfect example of love and care that is willing to sacrifice everything in order for us to see abundantly the life that God has for us. And so may we find strength and comfort in that knowledge. And may we trust in God, our shepherd, who sees us and knows us 
who is with us always and who provides for us. And may we know the comfort, care, and compassion, and the guidance of our Good Shepherd. Please pray with me. God, we thank you that your love, your truth, are evident in the lives of your people. Even when those lives are messy and flawed, your truth shines through. God, help us to submit to the truth that you know our hearts fully and completely and at all times. May we find comfort in this truth during the times we feel alone, forgotten, overlooked, or misjudged. And may we also listen when we are confronted with the ways that our heart has strayed that we may turn back to you. God, we are grateful that you are always with us that you give us the strength and courage to face giants, sometimes with boldness and sometimes with quiet strength. We know that it is never us who wins a battle, but you with us that finds victory in its many forms. And God, our shepherd, we are in awe of your true love and compassion for us, that you care so deeply for us that you sent the good shepherd, Jesus not only to seek out the lost, but to willingly sacrifice his life so that we could all find life abundant. May we always recognize your voice, and may we always seek our strength from you. Be with us and keep our hearts close to yours. Amen. Thank you, Kelly.